Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC Flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? I'm amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's M Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. With me, as always, DJ Mark. What's up? Also joining me this week, Lavender Gooms. All right. I don't have a lot of time to waste. I have a ton of nationals to get through because today and tomorrow, we are loaded with motherfucking bangers of days. All right? So... I'm going to start with tomorrow because I think today's are the, are the stronger ones. So I want to leave the best for last. All right. Mm. So tomorrow, January 10th, we have Happy National Bittersweet Chocolate Day. Happy National Cut Your Energy Cost Day. All right. So turn okay. off the lights when you leave the room. Happy National Oysters Rockefeller Day. I don't even know exactly what that is. Is that like oysters that John D. Rockefeller made? It's a what certain way of preparing oysters. That okay. was popular... Pretty much up until Mad Men time, around Mad Men times, I'd say, 50s, mostly. Very popular. All right. Cool, cool. All right. Happy National Shop for Travel Day. Sure. Mm. National Houseplant Appreciation Day. Speaking of which, I haven't watered my houseplant in about a week and a half. I should probably get on that. That is not how you grow weed, Mike. That is not how you grow weed. Continue, please. (laughs) And moving on to today, we have Happy National Static Electricity Day. All right. That's just shocking. Yeah, National good. Apricot Day. Don't, 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 don't shake your head at me, Bobby. That was an A. Do you know what is sad? I know what you know. You know what's the topic of this podcast coming up next, and this is where you're taking us. But go ahead. And last but definitely not least, and I should probably do this at some point before I go to sleep tonight. I wish you all a happy National Clean Off Your Desk Day. Oh, okay, okay. There's some some good BS days in there, but a couple of decent ones. I, Water I'm, your plants, clean your desk. So the cleaning desk thing, I suggest you get yourself a uh, it's an extra large lit roller. I'm talking like mm. it's like 11 inches wide, and you just fucking just run that shit on your desk, picking up everything. Okay, yeah, guys. I got, like a, I, got, I got stuff that can't stay on like a lint. It's like actual crap. Oh, you know, okay. Well, you do that too. Yeah. I got like an industrial strength fucking blower also <laughs> down here. Um, okay. So look, people, it's been a week, right? As MMA fans, it's been a week. Sure. A lot of stuff happened. Uh, when we did the show last week, I can proudly say we were probably the first podcast to drop. That made reference to the rain to the Dana White thing. Oh, sure. That's probably nice. us. Very rare for us to be <laughs> on top of stuff. And um pretty confident last week we all said probably nothing's gonna happen. And I would have taken it mm-hmm. if that was it. But there was a lot more. Um this was a week that made me question my fandom. And more specifically, question whether we wanted, I wanted to keep doing this podcast. And I don't know mm-hmm. the answer to that, quite frankly. We had a real long discussion before this podcast started about that. And I don't know. 
Um, we all do this for fun, and uh, it's been hard to be fu- to be to, to, to speak hard out fun with what just happened. So let's try to hit what happened here, folks. Last week we learned that Dana White smacked his wife after. Okay, you know what? Make make all the scumbags feel good about it. Dana White's wife hit him, and then he belted her twice. Went for a third one, and had to. Uh, he went for a third one, right? Did he hit her three times, or he, he was aiming for a third one? I think he hit her three times. I think Whatever. He the footage, the footage, the footage. And is you know unclear, what, folks? They had a lot in to fairness, drink. Even if he only hit her twice and missed on the third, he still attempted three. Should, do you want me to do the Stephen A. Smith and say, "Talk to Dana White. Consider him a friend. Told him I'd have to talk about this. It's unacceptable behavior." Okay. Um, yeah, definitely. By the way, that, that those people doing that, that adult, that couple, definitely that was the first time that had happened, right? Oh, where yeah, they threw hands in the middle of a fucking doors. bar, a crowded bar. <laughs> Definitely. They never touched each other before that. Never. Not once. So that happened. Um, owner of the company, Dana White, gave him credit here. Said there's no excuse. He was ashamed of himself. Apologized. I think he apologized. I don't know. He said he said there was no excuse for what he did. Okay, I think he, he apologized. said they apologized to each to other. To each other. He didn't. Yeah. Um. His wife put out a statement somehow. It was the whole manufactured TMZ thing where we talked about it last mm-hmm. week. We covered. Find it strange week, that there was video of his statement, and her was just written because she definitely wrote it. Um, definitely came from her. Um, so that happened. Dana White didn't defend himself. Respect there. Didn't need to, because all of his in all of his employees, not employees, they're not employees. His independent no. contractors <laughs> all defended him. You know, all of them defended him. Are all the ones open their mouth except for one? We'll get back to him. One of them had the balls to say something. Um, they all defended him. The ones who opened their mouth. Turns out, if you get smacked, hey man, we humans, bro. That is uh, domestic. Uh, that is domestic abuse. Apologist Jamal Hill, who's defending, who's fighting for the UFC light heavyweight championship. By the way, mm-hmm. hey man, you deserve to get smacked. That is uh, domestic abuse. Apologist and number one contender Sean O'Malley. Uh, it, it's all about equality. Yeah, it's all equal it, rights like, and lefts, right? That's what there's. <laughs> that's the joke. Equal rights and lefts. Yeah. Aha, it was funny. Um, that was that. Um, we everybody showed their ass. Okay, everybody showed their ass in there. That wasn't enough, folks. Um, Phil Baroni killed someone, apparently, probably accused mm-hmm. of in Mexico. Let me tell the list of places you don't want to get arrested, folks. Near the top of it is Mexico. Okay, apparently in Mexico. There's a thing, and I, I've read this a couple of times. I, this, I'm learning from MMA websites, guys, so do my be- I'm doing my best here. Appears that in Mexico, a judge can determine if the sheer weight of evidence is so great that some shit went down that we don't even need the jury. We can just fucking move the goalpost right there, okay, and call it right then. And that apparently is on the table for Phil Baroni. And as always, you know, in theory... You can see how that could probably speed speed things along, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if I want to live in a place like that. Yeah, uh, Phil Baroni, um, who um, Josh Barnett uh, mentioned, he'd noticed some erratic behavior in recent years dealing with him. Mark, you think okay. that's because he's been punched in the head a lot and CTE? Mark hasn't enjoyed the wave that Mike and I enjoyed of the CTE football stories. Apparently it's coming, Mark. We're about to well, see a lot of these sure. things. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've seen other, you know, I, I always point to Gary Goodridge, you mm. know, who suffered different trauma, right, mm. from all the abuse that he took. Um, I didn't know Josh and Phil were <laughs> that close. Yeah, honestly. well, they, they all, I think it's also like um, Stefan Bonner, who we lost a week ago. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, I uh, think Stephen that's Bonner, Aaron was saying Stefan and uh, last time he saw both of them actually was together because they were both doing pro wrestling and they were both like we're doing mm. pro wrestling. And Josh has always been a pro wrestler too. So maybe that's a relationship. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, regardless, it's just kind of. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Former UFC fighter Chris. What was his fucking name? Uh, Chris. Not Cariasso because it sounded like Cariasso when oh. I got worried. Um. I didn't remember. Whatever. Someone see if they can find this motherfucker's name. It's on Bloody Elbow, Mike. Look it up for me, please. Some other guy beat his girlfriend unconscious, which I guess is a step up from Phil Baroni killing his, right? It's a step in the right direction. Um, What else? What other atrocities did I miss, Mark? I'm trying to think. We're going to end with Jose Aldo. Don't worry, folks. We're going to end with the fucking coup, okay? Um, Oh, this one's not tied to anything, but we've tragically lost uh, Victoria Lee, apparently. Um, sister of um, Angela Lee and Christian Lee, one and herself a one championship fighter at age 18. Don't know what happened there. Um, did we talk about all the MMA fighters like Kelvin Gastelum defending to Andrew Tate last week? I think we touched on some of it. I think did so. We? I might have called him a piece of shit last week. Kane Carrizosa. Um, there, there we go. go. That's the guy's name. Yeah, I couldn't. Um, I couldn't find it. Yeah, I'm on Reddit. That's the only reason I saw him. He yeah, that, that arrested. Story me, got he beat his fast. girlfriend unconscious. So, yeah, there's that. Um, I think that's it. Let's talk about it. and then Jose Aldo, who's got a twofer, folks. All right, he's uh, we, got. Before you end that, Bob, you could mention that for you know a shining second, it did seem like maybe TBS was like. The optics of what? Oh, well, you know what? We're not done. And, oh, we're not done yet. I mean, in all fairness, okay. TBS, it didn't air. It's not going to air this week. The well, slap yeah, fight. The slap fight league may be dead. Well, I okay. I thought Is it was it? just. I, I thought they just postponed week. it to January eighteenth. Yeah. I have. Let me tell you this right now. I'm gonna watch AEW on Wednesday because let me tell you, mm-hmm. you had a lot of slap fight commercials. The show that AEW. was going to be on right before slap fight. They were going to AEW yep, was sure, the big yeah. lead in for slap fight. Probably because right. the NBA was like, why don't you go fuck yourself with this slap bite thing? Fuck you. No, you're not putting this on after the NBA. That's TNT anyway. Um, we'll see if there's more slap bite organizations uh, or more slap bite stuff going on. Um, now, Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo. Uh, Jair. How do you say his name? Is it Jair? 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 How do you say this dude's name? I know he's, it's, Brazil, it's Portuguese, Mike, and you don't speak Portuguese, but how do we say Bolsonaro's first name? I think it's Yair, isn't it? Yeah, like Yair, like why? I'm, I'm just going with, you know, MMA fighters. Well, it's with a J. That's why I, I would say Yair, honestly. Let's go with that. Or J- I don't know, Yair. We'll go with Yair. I'm going to look it up. Ex-president of fucking Brazil. Okay? Ex-president of Brazil. Bolsonaro, since losing an election and trying to pull a Trump and complaining that it wasn't legit and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You guys wonder where he is at? He's been staying at Jose Aldo's house in Florida. Okay, and also in Florida, his the guy running security for the Capitol. Okay, so in Jose Aldo's house, in a room that apparently that he has a room that is dedicated to minions, which I've decided. I don't know if he's staying. No, I'm deciding right now. That makes my story makes me feel better. I would Uh, imagine that Jose would have to stay in that room, and then the ex president would stay in Jose's room. It is pronounced Jair. Jair, okay, Jair, staying in the minions room, maybe, okay, I don't know, playing the coup, 
a failed coup, a shitty coup, really shitty coup also by South American standards. These people got their fucking coups and juntas on lock, Mike. Really disappointing effort here, quite frankly. Um, lighting fire to the con- to the congressional building, iffy choice also. Also, bad planning. Like, you don't, you don't make the coup at the MMA fighter's house. You send the MMA fighter to the coup. Well, I think the logic, and joking aside, was um, like when Mussolini did, where he like, let them do the stuff, and then it was safe for him to show up and take over as, you know, El Jefe there. Cooling Same gimmick. 101. Yeah, gimmick right there. Um, so, yeah. And then, on the other end of it, Jose Aldo's wife, and we're going to make sure we mention her, too, because of her response to this is wonderful. And Jose, part of a scheme to make sure uh, emergency COVID funds meant for the poorest people in Brazil. They had to, you know, get their beaks wet, though, man. They had to siphon some of those funds. But don't worry. Mrs. Aldo said, this is just from snooping leftists. So that's that, guys. Um, the only fighter in this sport that, sh- that didn't show their ass today when opening his mouth was just, it was Dustin Poirier. Okay? Mm-hmm. Dustin Poirier remains a class act. Everything we've always thought about him is true. Man matters to him what his name's on. Okay? Rest of these dudes, people embarrass themselves, quite frankly. They all embarrass themselves. They embarrass their fellow fighters. They embarrass the sport. Okay? We're just talking about the fighters right now. Okay? They all looked horrible this week. Every bad thing people think about MMA, about about these people, Mark, they all Mm -hmm. played into it. Every mm-hmm. one of them, okay? This reputation that they've, everybody's been fighting. We've been fighting this reputation about these about this sport for all these years. I remember when fucking uh, Dana White took Rich Franklin and Chuck, I think it was Chuck, and took him on fucking O'Reilly or something and said, or Hannity or one of them and said, we got college-educated motherfuckers here. He said it more eloquently than that, but barely probably, mm-hmm. okay? We used to fight the stigma about this sport. We don't do that anymore, right? Uh, certainly doesn't seem so. And I was telling you, I think it was earlier last week that I was like, just the other day, I was like, GSP popped in my head. And I was like, man, I really miss GSP nowadays. <laughs> like The greatest I really of all go, time for yeah, more reasons for, than we even knew. <laughs> for a class act that is just doing it for the strategy. You know, it's just, I, was, I was just thinking of that. that. That was my favorite scene. But it, it's, yeah, we've come kind of a long way from, yeah, trying to change the stigma of, you know, the athletes in the sport to kind of like it curtailing right into it and playing into those stereotypes. And it's just, it, it's become difficult because I think politics has become so, I don't know, team oriented, you know, and it, it does just seem like everyone's kind of picking sides. And, and I think it's kind of tough for, I think there is a portion of the fan base that is kind of in our section of like you know we look at it as a sport and it does seem like that is a minority into the fan base or what the product is trying to you know appeal to and it has gone to this majority kind of of like oh they are just cage fighters they're just like you know rowdy guys that just believe in you know it's all about masculinity and testosterone and all that stuff and not about like what what i always thought made the sport interesting and fun was about like 
the evolution of combat sports and how far it's come in such a short amount of time. And it's just kind of devolved into this kind of fraternity. Um, And we can see that when, you know, the, the head of the fraternity gets in some serious trouble and everyone's just like, no, I, I back, you know, he, what he did was fine. It was reasonable. He hit him first. It's all, you know, kosher, whatever. Um, and, and like you said at the beginning of the show, it's made it more difficult to become a fan of the sport. And the last, you know, easily this week has been particularly bad. The last few months have been bad. And then you can even go back. It's been bad for the last four years or so, you know, and, and as someone with the kind of ideologies that we have, like Bobby was saying before, you know, we did the show, we're thinking of changing or doing something else or just stop talking about the sport because it's become so, um, you know, toxic. And then Bobby mentioned, you know, he was on a meeting today and then he felt embarrassed to say that he hosted an MMA podcast. And I have a UFC sticker on the back of my car. And sometimes it's kind of embarrassing. I mean, no one's ever asked me about it, but like, so I was like, oh, you like this? I was like, well, you know, they don't have you know, pride d- stickers. You know so what, Mark? I, I mean, pride FC. So I, you know, I, I went with what was available, you know, a decade ago when things were very different. Dude, you know what? Like literally someone could be behind you today, right? And like they saw your mm-hmm. bumper sticker, you saw that sticker and they're like, oh, UFC. Sure. And the most recent thing they might have seen was like, oh, that's the league where the guy, the president slapped his wife, right? Sure. You know? Yeah. That's it. That's that league, right? You know, that's that league. It's just. Mm-hmm. And that's one end of it, buddy. And then, like, we got the whole other thing. Or I guess we could just focus on, I mean, do, I mean, honestly, mm. it's not that I, like, I don't actually agree with you, honestly, Mark, because I don't think I can, that the majority of fans are okay with this. I don't think I can, mm. like, in good conscience, feel good about the world if I thought a majority of the people were actually okay with this. I truly believe it's a vocal minority. Also, when I'm looking at the comments on these fucking sites, does still feel like the majority is like probably shouldn't hit your wife, right? Like probably shouldn't hit your wife, right? And then mm-hmm. other people are just like, "What do you mean she hit him? Fucking equal rights and lefts, blah 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 blah." The number of times I've read equal rights and lefts, none of you are funny. The first guy was funny. The second guy got a chuckle. We're on like just too many of you, okay? So like, that's that end of it, man. It's just I don't know, Mike. Do you think like? I mean, I mean, they're creating a situation for me where I don't care about them. They're just interchangeable. They're just products. On, you know what I mean? Like, this is just a product. Yeah. Like, Sean Strickland is a product. You know, he's not a human being. You know, Kelvin Gastelum is a product. Jose Aldo is a product. I don't give a shit about them. Is where we're at. I don't care and who gets knocked unconscious. I don't care what happens if they get paid enough because they're making me sick of them. And at times it's, well, a lot of times it's, it's, it's almost better to think of them that way um, to dehumanize them on that level that they are just a product. Because if you start, when we start thinking of them and looking at them as human beings with their shitty opinions or just straight up reprehensible opinions and actions, then we start having the conversations like how we're having on this podcast, where it's like, why are we supporting these people when we're not thinking of them as as just products? Let me tell you this um, right now. These motherfuckers aren't going to get a dime from us. From me, at least. We pay, got five pass. That was the last hundred bucks you're going to see. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say it. from the money we already that gave was it. them. But 
That was it. Yeah, I think that is very doable. I mean, if there's one thing the internet has been pretty good with in regards to this sport is it being somewhat available without having to pay the product. Let me tell you, motherfucker, something, okay? Let me tell you. This is to the one. This is no one. There's no one at the USC is ever going to hear this, okay? But let me tell you something. You are talking to three people, okay? What is that shit Bane said? He was born in the darkness, okay? That shit? That is us with the internet streams, okay? And watching shit on the internet without paying. We were built for Whoa. this. There's no Whoa. amount of... Shut up, Mike. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Okay. I pay for everything. No, I'm not saying I ever did it. But if I wanted to, if I wanted to, I'm going to pay a dime for these people ever again. I'll watch everything live. I'll watch it in fucking 4K. I will watch it. I'll, I'll get a better view of it than Dana White does. Okay? That's what I will do if I want to. And there's not a fucking thing that can stop anybody from doing. So not giving these people money is very easy if we choose to make that decision. But let's we always talk about, do. Let's talk about the fucking entity, actually. We're talking about the fighters, right? We're talking about the fighters, right? Not a fucking word from Endeavor. Okay? Not a fucking word from Disney. Not a fucking word from ESPN. Not a fucking word from these TBS. I don't know what to say. Are we really slapping people on January 18th? I'm looking. I looked it up. It's re-added to the schedule for next Wednesday. We're really slapping folks. No, I know what's happening, baby. What's going to be better is that you know Dana White's pink mug was all over whenever these people were getting slapped. So it's going to be great when someone just gets like the taste smacked out of them and you just see Dana White there. Oh, shit. I mean, honestly, when I heard it was coming back, I almost think if there was someone in production that was like, can we recut this? Not so much Dana White in this talking about slapping you know what it's, people, it's like know? the um and then like... the editor was like give me a week <laughs> give me a week we'll recut this episode we'll start refinishing all the episodes and we'll get dana dana white's power slap is just the white yeah. man's power slap <laughs> 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 no um it's like that guy on the, the youtube <laughs> channel <laughs> yeah my mic hit mike um the try guys where one of them got trouble mm. for all that shit they mm-hmm. had to just re- mm-hmm. recut the videos i'm like Put a fucking no, fake shit on top no. of him and stuff. Like they didn't. They didn't. I, I started watching more Try Guys and, and like Christine's like, "There's that asshole." He's, well, you got you went. You got your... There's a cutoff time where they got rid of him. Oh well, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure going yeah. forward they had a cutoff time. Forward, forward time they had to. Yeah, and he's and I, and I didn't expect them to because that'd be so much freaking work. Yeah. But like he's selling a cookbook with his wife, like oh, cooking dude, on date all, night. Dude, it's just like, we have a whole different conversation for me and you. All these who's, who's the Try gear. Guys. Mike, this is a conversation for post podcast. But long story. But yeah, Endeavor. Okay, you own right. this company. That is the one of all mm-hmm. of them. Okay, I don't expect e- ESPN not great. By the way, given like I'm gonna draw the Kyrie Irving thing in a second. Uh, bring Kyrie Irving up in a second here. Endeavor, you own this company. Okay, fucking Ari Emanuel. Okay, uh, Mark, are you familiar with uh, Kyrie Irving? He was the uh, he was the uh, basketball player who was retweeting that anti-Semitic movie on Amazon and. He was, oh, he was the basketball okay. version I mean, of Kanye West with his anti-Semitism. The, the okay? name's familiar. Yeah. yeah. When he did that, Ari Emanuel, who owns zero NBA teams, was out every fucking day talking about Kyrie mm. Irving, Kanye West, about how this won't stand, advertisers shouldn't accept this, anti-Semitism has no place. And look, Ari is Jewish. He's a very uh, powerful and successful uh, Jewish man. The basis of the carrier, uh, a character, Ari Gold from Entourage, 
is Ari Emanuel. Okay? Right. The, the, fun fact, the basis of the character um, uh, Josh Lyman on the West Wing, his brother, former mayor of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel. Okay? That's this family. Okay? Most, most successful one, head of thoracic surgery, John Hopkins, uh, by the way. Most successful brother. That's this mm -hmm. dude, though. He's, he's outspoken about this issue. You got a motherfucker slapping his wife on video. Okay? You don't say a fucking word. Not, not no. I don't think he. You need any to fire Dana White. I'm not saying they should have fired him. Okay. Not not even a mild reproachment. Nothing. It's I, finally it's hitting real news. I hit Variety today. I saw mm -hmm. it started to hit real deadline. It was on Deadline the other day. Like because that's his life. He's a fucking Hollywood agent. He owns a talent agency. Right. That's what it ever is. He's getting attacked in there now. Fucking uh, Jamie Fox was said something. Mm -hmm. Um. And so Hughley, did um. Yeah. Hughley, DL Hughley said something. People are starting to say something. He hasn't said a fucking word, okay? Not a word. Not to mention the fact that, like, the, the general tenor of this sport, like, people are like, people had a big deal about Kyrie Irving saying something about, like, a Jews or, like, anytime any mm -hmm. M M N NBA fighter says, uh, any NBA player says something, he's anti vax or something, right? Any one of those, okay? People are real loud, okay? People are real loud, yeah, okay? He's got fighters like Sean Strickland sending wild, saying wild shit. He's got Kelvin Gastelum defending fucking Andrew Tate. Mm -hmm. Got Aljamain Sterling out there with Andrew Tate, okay? You got all... Uh, there was a lot... Of, okay? Not a, there's, there is a UFC code of conduct. Okay? Doesn't apply anymore, apparently, right? Unless you, yeah. unless you fuck around and talk, for, talk about a union. Then we're going to look up anytime you said anything bad, okay? Mm -hmm. Not a word, okay? How do you... That is shameful, okay? That's him. ESPN. Woo! How much did we hear about Kyrie Irving, Mike? Woo. Uh, pretty much every day. How how much uh, do we hear I, about if, any of these things? If, if I may, Bobby, just going back to Endeavor a bit. So we've heard from like Jamie Foxx, heard from like a few celebrities. D. I heard from DL as mm -hmm. well. All right, as you mentioned, Endeavor is a very big talent agency. Mm -hmm. I want to see if any Endeavor, mm -hmm. like people signed under Endeavor, say anything. And I did a very quick uh, Google search. Mm -hmm. I think any of these names say anything, shit starts to blow up. Mm -hmm. John Krasinski, Hugh Jackman, Whoopi Goldberg, Jake Gyllenhaal, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. You mean the ones who actually have an investment stake in the UFC now? Remember that? Remember when they sold the company and all these guys got like 0.1% of shit? Conan and stuff? Denzel, Denzel Washington, Michelle Williams. Who the hell is Eddie Vedder? Who the fuck's Michelle Williams? You know, Eddie, Eddie Vedder is fucking lead singer of Pearl Jam. That's Eddie Vedder. You don't who's know Michelle Williams? The, who's this? I don't know who that is. Isn't Honestly. she the other Williams sister? Dawson Creek. Yeah, okay, no. Was, oh. who, how, what, is she like seventh on the call sheet? Or what, is she Katie Holmes? I don't Katie Holmes. Well, who is she? She was the blonde one. She was also Heath Ledger's, uh, you know, baby mama. Mm. These are not helping. Anyway. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, what I'm trying to get at is mm -hmm. that I don't think this story is going away. It is starting to get some traction. If no offense, uh, Jamie Foxx is, is A-list, but to be honest, we need some white people to start saying some well, shit that, because the only celebrities saying anything right now are mm -hmm. black celebrities like, yo, whenever it's one of our people who justifiably fucks up, you know, people down their throat, this, this dude say something and we're all good with it. Is it is it because he's white? Yeah. Because there seems to be one main no, thing here going on. Yeah. It's how much money he's making them? Look, 
Yeah, he's the golden goose. Yeah, sounds about sounds about white, right? That's what they say. Sounds about white. <laughs> yeah, white Remember when I mocked that this thing was called the White Power Slap League thing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be an improvement of, <laughs> of what's happening right now. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, again, at the same time, it's like, has there really been? any repercussions yet like we thought for a day maybe the power slap league got canned and it would be like well at least that's something at least somebody do you think they should fire honest question we haven't talked do you think they should Mm -hmm. fire him like in your perfect world i'll say it i think we should have like i don't know sent him home for a month we don't see him we do something just something that shows like let him go he's out there posting his fucking cheeto crusted grilled cheese on friday again or whatever his every friday nothing changed but marco yeah Yeah. yeah, I think there should have, I mean, firing him, I think, would have been l- legit. Like, yeah. if, if they were like, yeah, this is not, we can't have, I mean, look, it's one thing when our fighters do something like this, like, we get rid of them. When there's someone up, like, high up here, like, the, the, Dana White has made himself the face of the company. We can't have that be the face of this organization. It's it's too important to us to have him stain the, the letters UFC. Dana White has been a little tick ever since he got a hold of this organization and has burrowed his little white face all into it. And I'll bring it up again. First issue of UFC magazine. This is a magazine to promote your fighters. And he put his fucking face on it. Okay. Ever since then, it's like this guy is him first. It is Dana White's UFC. And when he bought the organization, he's like, oh, we're, you know, we're not just buying the, the octagon and, and the fighters. Like, we're buying These guys, those three are, guys are swinging. He, his whole manipulation has been, it's my thing now. I am the face of this. And I think that's why he does something like this. And it's, everyone's trying to sweep it under the rug because you know, it's a big golden goose for them. And, and, and just to, to wrap it up, Bobby, like, I think you posted that comic where it was basically like, yeah, Disney and ESPN like, oh, it's been a rough week. And it's just like, oh, don't worry. This cow's still milking out its dollars. And it is that thing. And I think you even had another article last week where it's kind of like this sport, while we want to think that it's been elevated to other professional sports on ESPN, like the oh, National yeah, Football yeah, League, yeah, MLB, yeah, NBA, and that we're in that crux, and that this organization should be held to the same standard as those. It's obviously not. And it's exactly what you said. It was the other, the other week. Like it is the fun Saturday night cage fight, beat them up. Ariel and said then, that, not me, but I, appreciate okay. It. <laughs> and I think it's a great point. Cause I think it's, it's obviously come to fruition now that it's like, yeah, this is just kind of the ugly stepbrother of the sports world that like, we're all have fun and we'll take bets, but we don't hold these fighters accountable for what they say. We don't hold the management to what they do accountable. And at the end of the day, it's like even the fans are kind of like, oh, you know, like we fought for it for years. Like, you know, these guys should be making more money than they are. And they haven't been and nothing's changed and nothing will change. And we've all just kind of given up on it. And it's just like this sport, as much as it's grown and it has grown so much, you know, because it used to be like we tell people we watch UFC. and They're like, what the hell is that? It has become a a part of this culture, but it's still like the bastards. I re- it is I re- still not. I really thought they level. would get civilized. They'd have to be civilized by some of this stuff. By, by going after had, for, Like you said, for so long, we had to get, we had to get legislated. It was illegal. The sport yeah. was illegal. They had to do everything to be like, no, this is not what you think it is. This is an evolution of boxing, of kickboxing, of full cock, 
uh, full contact karate. This is in, in grappling and, and amateur wrestling and jujitsu. This is the melding pot of all of these sports all into one. It's a beautiful thing that we should be participating in and celebrating. And now it has just become like it's kind of the laughing stock of the sport world. It's where we make some fun bets. It's all about betting and making money and seeing guys get hurt and beat up. And let's watch the highlights. But it's not to the same level that these other big organizations that Dana White for so long was saying, no, we got to get uniforms for the guys because that's what the NFL has. And it's become more and more abundantly clear that like it's just not being held to that standard. And it's sad. And that's why we're kind of thinking, like, why are we promoting this sport when it's just a big joke to everybody and nobody cares what anyone does or says. And, you know, for us the fans, like every week we're on here and we're like, this is fucked up. This should not be, you know, there should be some ramifications. Guys, why is, um, God, who's that football player? The one we were talking about last week who, who beat up his wife or whatever. And then was Greg on Hardy. the first ESPN. Greg Hardy. Like, why is he on the card? It doesn't make any sense. Like we've been very vocal about the things we don't like about the sport. Nothing's changed. If anything has just gotten worse in the other direction, more things being, you know, tolerated, um, and it, it's becoming more difficult to just say I'm a fan of this because it's really like I like what this sport is. I don't like a lot of the people in it anymore. And it used to be we just didn't know that much about like people's political stances and stuff like that. And I think it was because the sport was so frowned upon. I think a lot of fighters and stuff were very careful to be like, I'm not what you think I am. I'm, you know, I'm a smart, educated person. I mean, I'm not a barbarian, and now it's kind of like now that it's popular enough, they're kind of like, ah. Yeah. By whatever. the way, I'm not sure we brought this up in a while, or we got new listeners, or even he did on the way out the door. This is why Stefan left. He couldn't take oh, this yeah. shit anymore. I don't blame him. It just Honestly, wasn't fun. It wasn't fun for him. There was too much for him, and pushed him over the top there. Um, I have a theory about why Dana White's at the front forefront, and maybe why this isn't happening. Mm. But Mike, I want to get your thoughts on what you think should have should happen to him. Really, in a perfect world, what happens to Dana White? In a perfect world, he's no longer the head of the UFC. In a perfect world, or hell, not even in a perfect world, in pretty much any other... But the UFC counts a Fortune 500 company? Well, it's a public company, technically now, right? Okay. Part of Endeavor. So, <laughs> um, in any other public company, if there's video of the CEO smacking the shit out of his out of his wife right i won't even say spouse because i don't know if we're here that i don't know if we're there yet as a as a society where if we see a gay man you know smacking his you know you know or a gay woman you know smacking their mm -hmm. partner i don't think we're there yet but let's just go with a man hitting his wife any other company i think pepsi i think coca-cola i Maybe not Ford, because I think it's literally still the Ford company who's running that. But that person is out of the job, or they are being severely reprimanded, or the board of directors is seriously considering this is a very going to be a very big hit to the image of our company. I don't know if we can do this. Jesus, whoever you, the, the CEO is, maybe don't smack your wife in public. Jesus, just do it behind closed doors like the rest of us rich people. Um, dark fucking answer, Jesus. <laughs> at the end of the day, in pretty much every other, um, I think, business, uh, someone like Dana White 
they're gone. Um, so I can't even, I can't even answer your question, Bobby. I don't think in a perfect world. I think in what do you our want? World, what do you think should happen? What did you think should happen? What I think should happen is, and I'm a little biased because I've wanted Dana White gone for a while. Um, I recognize that, and in my head, I would think perfect opportunity to get rid of him. Do we really still need Dana White in the UFC? <sighs> At, at okay, I was about to get us. Yeah. I was about to get us there in a second here, but let me just real quickly say I think his entire purpose right now is to take bullets. Dana White is front man for the mob. Okay, that's his role. Okay, I think him being on the cover of that fucking magazine, Mark. Maybe they weren't thinking that far mm -hmm. ahead. That back then it was the most important letters in this company or UFC. Okay, I think unless they truly believe, because I don't think I don't know what he does exactly. He's a very good promoter. But he doesn't even do that anymore. He trashes his own fighters, okay? The, the thing just runs, right? The company's a successful company. Mm -hmm. he, dude, he did it, right? Let's give him props. He did mm -hmm. it. It wasn't only him, obviously. He had something to do with it. It was him and his boys. They, they got him to ESPN, right? He got yep. them there. He got him to ESPN. He got him to a $4 billion sale. You did it. This is a real sport somehow, maybe, not really. But it's on TV. It's on ESPN. It's on a network by Disney. He, You hit it. Congratulations, homie. I don't think he serves any purpose than to fight back and lie and help drag this out as long as they humanly can. The fact that they are getting 80% of the revenue. Okay? And the fact mm -hmm. that the fucking Ali Act might become a thing for MMA. And the fact that the fucking, what's it called? The FTC is about to make uh, non-compete agreements illegal across the board for everyone, okay? His job is to take bullets. That's my theory. That's the only mm -hmm. thing that makes sense to me, Mark. His job I, is to take, the, take bullets. I think it's both because I think you make a good analogy with, I think anyone that, or at least what we've seen in most big successful businesses, especially ones that were kind of built from not necessarily the ground up, right? Like the UFC had a following before, you know, the Lotitas brothers and uh, Dana got in there. But when you get to, when you get a company to a certain point where it's become somewhat automated, you have enough people in different positions that you were not needed on a day-to-day -day basis. They kind of go in the background, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to go to board meetings. I'm going to be part of big decisions, but I don't need to be at every single event. And I think it's, Part of it is like he is, I think you're right, Bobby. Like he is there to keep qualming these angry villagers with the pitchforks where it's become like fighter union. Why aren't they getting paid more? Why is this sport not on the even keel with other major sports or whatever? But I also think it's part of his ego too. I, I do think that's still part of it because at this point, I think he could still keep taking bullets. But I do agree with you. Like if he's not there at the press conference and they're interviewing, he's not you know, at the press conference either. <laughs> <laughs> well, but like if, if they're but like they they go to him to ask because like they have they, they talk to the fighters right they're going to talk about the fight or what's mm -hmm. next for them and when they talk to dana they talk about the business right and it's like if he's not there to field the questions like is walt harris going to be that guy you know the guy from the wec or some of the guy from strike force like they're not the head to kind of say like oh no they're getting paid enough like dana white is i think you're right is that guy to be like they get played pun plenty, you know. It, it, you you eat what you kill. Yeah, have you, you know, have you ever heard what happens when they ask Dana about Ramzan Katirov? He just goes, nah. oh, he, got, he sounds like he can't hear. He goes, huh? <laughs> Who? Yeah, no, yeah, I, don't I don't really know what's going on with him. That's Dana's response. That's his job. 
I truly believe mm-hmm. this now, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know what yeah, else he, I, unless I, I he's, do you think he's both. convinced all these people that he, that this doesn't work without him? Do you think that's the case? Honestly, do you think these people, they're not stupid people who own Endeavor? There's no way they really think this guy is the one holding this together, do they? Like, I don't know what else it would be besides. I think they know that he has positioned himself to be the face of the company and they use him on offshooting stuff, right? It's Dana White's contender series. It's Dana White's this. It's Dana White's that. It's Dana White's power slap league. He gets, I mean, I think one, he likes having his name on stuff. I think he's very Trumpian in that way. Mm-hmm. And I think too that I think the company does see value in his name and they want him being front and center. And I think they think that if you slap Dana White is part of something, maybe it'll be more successful. And I think there's a lot of examples of that not being the case and him being part of projects that have not been successful. Um, I don't think his name carries that much weight. And I do feel like at this point, it probably would be okay to be like, Okay, you did a great job. You got us to this point where you're a public company now. We have weekly shows on ESPN. We have this great contract. The machine is running by itself. It doesn't need the overseer, you, to 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 be in it. But I think he just this is it. Like this has been his life. This has been his his dream is to be successful, right? In some kind of avenue. And this is something he was passionate about. And he's just been there so long. It's like, well, I can I don't think he does obviously doesn't need the money anymore right but everyone you know when you get to that point of wealth you always just continue to want i got to make sure the nest egg is nice and fluffy for the generations to come but i don't know it's just it i feel like at this point he could be gone and i think the organization would be just fine and i would i would think well then who's what's gonna happen when we complain about fighter pay people gonna ask ari Emanuel to come to that press conference i mean they're gonna hang this it feels like they're gonna hang everything around dana white's neck one day when the shit hits the fan it's what it feels like and he's just gonna go home and say I, th- I think Goodbye. that's that <laughs> is the way he gets out is that he fights this for as long as he can. And either one, he keeps fighting and he croaks. And then who knows? He's not even fighting. There. <laughs> he's not of doing any not. fighting. They're doing his stupid fighters are doing it for him. Well, sure. Sure, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. But I mean, I, I do feel like when the day comes where it's like, OK, they have a union now or OK, the the uh, courts pass this thing, you know, about like the non-compete act or whatever. And maybe it's around that time where he's like, look, I've, I've fought all this legislation and all the lawsuits as long as I could. It all kind of folded in on itself. You know, okay. peace out or, or, the, been, or the company's like, I'm done. We've been talking about this for about 40 minutes now. Yeah. Um, yep. We don't know what the future of this podcast is. We're going to do our best. We're here. With, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't a good week for a lot of other people who are fans either. Still love the fights. Always will love the fights. Just the rest of it. And I can't emphasize this enough. Buck Jose Aldo and his stupid wife times a thousand. And I hope oh, I hope they deport his ass. I'm pretty sure trying to over help oh, help trying to house a fugitive or help overthrow mm-hmm. a foreign government. Pretty sure that's a violation of your visa or green card or whatever the fuck he has. All right? Fuck him. But, but it's not the American government, you know? Yeah, but it, overthrowing any government. I think, we being, don't I think, I think supporting fascism. Is it fasc- just any government I think you all? might have, you probably signed something saying you won't support fascism along the way somewhere. Okay? Yeah. Fuck him. I don't care how cool it was when he knocked out Cub Swanson. I wish Connor knocked him out in 10 seconds. Okay? Fuck him. All right. Fuck him. 
Fuck Kelvin Gastelum. Okay? Fuck Jamal Hill. Fuck Sean Strickland. Fuck Aljamain Sterling. Fuck fuck Jake Shields. Fuck fuck any any MMA fighter opened their mouth this week and mm-hmm. to talk about this that wasn't Dustin Poirier. Okay? Dustin Poirier, I'm buying your hot sauce on this podcast. <laughs> there you go. Hand to God. It's what's happening. I might buy the three fucking hot sauce sets, which set, which is overpriced. Okay. It's overpriced. Maybe Mike can just go get his own bottle from the store in Brooklyn. Okay. Oh. Right there. You can just go get it, Mike. Okay. I mean, it's not right. It's not right. There. No, it's not that close. Okay? I mean, he lives in Queens. So it's not I mean, that close. Not... Okay. It's just, you know, it's not great. Okay. But that's a motherfucker right there. Okay. That's a dude. Okay. And don't come at me with your, oh, why aren't you guys going to talk about Khabib is retiring from all MMA? You know what? Fuck Khabib too. Khabib takes money from a warlord. Khabib's retiring from all MMA because the State Department's going to about to make half his fucking dudes go home anyway. All right? Fuck him also. All right? Fuck all of these people. All right? They go in the cage. How they survive. They make it out okay. Making zero. Apparently, if you make 12 and 12, 12 is what it costs just to like put a camp together. By the way, on the mm-hmm. most bare bones level. So, uh, hope Jamal Hill wins next weekend because he's about to be making 30 and 30 again. So, anyway, um, on the other end of things, advocate of fighter rights, Jake Paul's in the news, folks. Jake Paul has signed a deal with the <laughs> PFL, um, and he's got an equity stake in the PFL, and it sounds like he's going to fight MMA. And he has offered Nate Diaz a two-fight thing to fight Nate Diaz in boxing first, followed by MMA second. I think that's kind of cool, actually. Um, we're not going to get too far into this because we don't know what's going on. I mean, we've already been talking for 45 minutes. But I'll just say this, uh, Mark and Mike. I think the most valuable thing to come out of this deal is that the PFL has access to Nikisa Badarian as a member of their organization. That is Jake Paul's business partner. And more importantly, he's the fucking accountant or CFO who helped negotiate the UFC sale. He was the UFC CFO, okay? Mm-hmm. PFL has the UFC CFO with an equity stake in their company. It's a big deal to me, all right? This is a big deal. I think um, you want a front man? Put Jake's ass out there as a front man. Let him poke the bear. The PFL went and did mm-hmm. this, by the way, guys, while airing on ESPN. They went that? and hired Dana mm-hmm. White's. Yeah. No one pokes Dana White more than this kid. And they went and did that. I, I'm a big fan of all of this, Mark. I think this is. I think every part of this is a good idea. I think any MMA any MMA fan who sticks their nose up and somehow decided this kid's a scumbag, shut the fuck up, okay? Because I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might be, but he's no worse than any of these other dudes. Tell me how many coups he's fermented, okay? So I think this is a really good idea for the PFL man. I really do. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I think it's great marketing, even if it starts and ends with ju- just him having a video saying like oh the pfl's cool <laughs> mm-hmm. you know he has a lot of followers and i think the biggest issue with the P- pfl is just like people just don't know about it being like a thing you know it's even on the mma kind of scale of like fandom you know it- it's fairly low on the-, the the ladder so i think this i think his one little video probably gave it a lot of exposure i think a lot more people know about pfl than they did you know, a week prior. Um, and, and we'll see how, how it all goes. I mean, I, I think the whole pay-per-view thing's very interesting. You know, the fighters are supposed to get 50% of the revenue. I think that can be very enticing. 
Um, we'll see how it goes because it, it is very questionable. How long does he potentially stick in it? Especially like, look, if he has a fight, like, and who is he going to fight? Right? Is the first one oh, going to yeah. be a boxing thing, and then he fights Nate, or is well, he going to fight someone? Anthony in the Pettis interim? says, "If Nate's not available, I'll fight you first. The kid is zero and zero. Anthony, shut the fuck up. Let's find him a, a guy who's one and zero or something. You know, right? But then it's like, well, so far it, throughout his boxing career, he's had dance partners that were somewhat credible, right? They, they were they were uh, YouTubers or former athletes. Or, uh, you know, amateur wrestlers slash MMA fighters like Ben Askren. Like, he always had a dance partner that brought some appeal or interest to the fight. It would be weird if he had an MMA fight with just some kid that was like one and three or two and two or something. You know, that's the level he should be at. And then, okay, so all that, all that outside, let's say he does fight like another YouTuber or something. Or I even heard some people saying like maybe Baby Slice because Kimbo Slice's son. Baby Slice could choke him. But yeah, okay. <laughs> but like, it's someone that he he kind of needs to fight somebody reputable, right? If it's just a nobody who has a, a losing record, it's kind of like, okay, what happened? But ultimately, what happens if he loses, right? And that a lot of that hype kind of drops down. Now, so far in boxing, he hasn't lost, right? So he hasn't had to feel that that drop down. And even then, it does kind of feel like his star power isn't quite as high as it used to be. Like his draw is not quite there. But but we'll see. I think it's really intriguing. I think he came at it. With more so than just like, oh, I'm joining the PFL. This place is great. Buy in. It's like, no, I'm trying to. I'm not. A, yeah, like you said, Bobby. I'm not just coming here to fight. I'm part of the structure, the management system, and I want this to be successful because I want to be successful at this. And you know, I don't know a ton about Jake Paul's entire career, but seeing what he's done within boxing, it does seem like he really does push himself to. To be as as successful as he can in the different endeavors that he's entered, and look, there could be a lot of things he tried doing that failed. I have no idea. I haven't looked it up. But look, he's a very popular um, and successful YouTube personality. He, oddly enough, transitioned into boxing and caused huge stirs there. So let's see what he does in MMA. It'll be really interesting to see. And okay, so all that aside, I know I've been talking for a while. I'm interested to see how he performs as a fighter because I've been very impressed with his evolution as a boxer. You know, I don't think he's the best boxer in the world, but he definitely has power. And you can definitely tell that he's been putting the time and sweat into getting better at the sport. So MMA is difficult to jump into. There's so many facets of the sport. You know, I'm not saying that boxing's easy, but he had a road up where he was fighting guys that didn't really know what they were doing. And by the time he fought someone that I felt kind of maybe could push him in, in Tyrone Woodley, who's still not even in that same. He's not really a boxer, but he knew how to throw hands you know, he was ready for it, right? And then when he fought Anderson, who again, wasn't really a boxer, but had shown capabilities in that field, he did fairly well in that fight as well. He won that fight, you know, and we can, you know, we talked about that particular fight, but I'm really interested to see how he does and ultimately what happens to the PFL. If this really boosted up, if it really does become second rung, you know, if he brings in enough money and they get more stars. I think they're so close to being second rung. I think you can make the, they're on ESPN, bro. It's a big deal for a sport. I just don't know like what is Bellator base, doing, how bro? many people. Well, I, I think mm-hmm. the, I think the one thing that Bellator does is they've scrapped up a lot of former UFC fighters, whether they got them in contract negotiations or they got them when they should have damn well retired. They have a lot because, OK, the one place where I think the Jake Paul video really falls flat is when he's talking about the talent of the PFL and not to say these guys aren't talented, but 
it not knowing who they are and what they've done really and then hearing some of the names it did sound like knockoff ufc fighters because there was one guy whose name was kind of like tj dillashaw it was like something else dashaw and i was just like they kind of just you know, sound like i i don't think you're wrong necessarily but i also think that like the names bellator banks on isn't ufc fighters of the last five years it's just fucking ufc fighters from 15 years ago that's the problem sure, there. Sure. Mike, i think they have a little bit mix of both but they're not getting mike I, what I do you think about this i've been about this whole jake paul situation i guess either take the point of view either the angle mark's going with which is him himself fighting or my angle of more like i just think this is good for their promotion in general that's me uh i mean i think that jake paul is was probably genuinely impressed by the mma fighters that are in the pfl because let's face it He's a dude yeah. that just started throwing leg kicks like last week. So for him, all of these guys might as well be the equivalent dude, of the Goku and Vegeta is, when it comes to MMA. The PFL roster is not bad. Just uh, someone who watches more yeah, PFL than anybody else on this podcast, the PFL roster not, is not any not, worse than Bellator's. It's not bad, right? Uh-huh. It ain't the UFC, but like I said, to Jake Paul, who has never really, who's never done MMA, it is the, the talent's fucking amazing I, because they all should be better than him. I, I get your point, but I do agree with Bobby. We don't watch enough PFL. I think the talent, and, and I'm not trying to criticize the talent. It's it's purely name value for me. Like when he rattled off all those names, it's like I don't think anyone knows who any of these guys are besides uh, who's the Canadian gangster, Oliver OAB? something or other. Oh yeah, which like which is like he's a good fighter. But he was also a former UFC fighter, and that's the only reason why I know him. Like, I almost thought they should, and I know Pettis hasn't been doing well, but if they would have just said, like, oh, they got Anthony Pettis, but I think some people have been like, oh, I know who Pettis is. Like, I don't know what he's been doing or if he's been doing well, but at least I know that name. I think that's where it kind of fell a little short for me, but that's just just name value. I think those guys are right there, because I think there's a lot of organizations. When you get to that level of 1FC, Ryzen, Bellator, these higher echelon MMA organizations, the talent level is there. It's just marketing and name value that we just don't know these guys. Uh, and also, Bobby, I hope you didn't take that plus 41 uh, bet. I didn't. Um, it's getting worse. I, <laughs> no, it got worse. <laughs> lost by almost, 50, by almost 60. Um, I do think that the main benefit of Jake Paul um, being signed to PFL isn't Jake Paul fighting at all. It's just Jake Paul being there bringing eyeballs to pfl who definitely Dude, would they get nate diaz? not espn to watch mm. they get one fight even of nate diaz and put it on pay-per-view that's worth it right there his offer was very appealing too he's like look at one in one right you, you one fight in pfl i think that's kind of what nate wants is like look if i'm gonna fight again i want a big fight i want to make some big cheddar and then i want to i want to have my options free right and if pfl works out he he demolishes Jake Paul, and they're like, "Oh, we got the guy who just won the championship at 170. We want you to fight him because you brought on all these eyes." And he's like, "You know what? Another big cheddar paycheck on a pay per view card. I now, think that's great." The only scary thing, and I know we weren't really talking about Nate Diaz, but the only scary thing with that is that I believe the way that thing is structured is that the boxing match would come first, right? I think it has to. Should, this kid doesn't know how to fight yet, bro. That's what Jake Paul wants. He wants the boxing match mm -hmm. first. And perhaps what Nate Diaz would fear is, all right, what if this guy does the boxing match? Where he Essentially what he wants to do. But what if he were to renege on yeah, absolutely. doing the actual MMA I mean, fight? that's called you put on a contract that there's some sort of money you get if there's no deal. I mean, Nate's got a lawyer. He'll be fine. 
Sure. Um, I think it's a good deal for the BFL, though. And um, for an organization that we I'm not sure wasn't just a money laundering operation up until this point. So one FC, one championship is definitely a money laundering operation. That one, there's no doubt in my mind. Well, that's just a big fucking money laundering operation or like a tax write-off for somebody. I don't know what's going on there. It's like Twitter with Elon. Um, all right, there's a card this weekend. Um, so some, we're not picking it. Um, so <laughs> human trafficking supporter Kelvin Gastelum pulled out of the fight. Um, racist, homophobic, middleweight contender Sean Strickland will replace him. And Sean Strickland, who has shit for brains, was stupid enough to agree to a five-round fight on four days' notice. At 205. But at least it's at 205. So those of you who are wondering, did Calvin get hurt or did Calvin eat his way at a middleweight? Probably got hurt. I'm assuming if he was going to, unless he ate his way out of 205 also. That'd be the other option there. Um, go Imavov, I guess. I don't know. I'm not, we're not picking this fucking card. This card's garbage. Um, there's a couple interesting people on there. Um, I am into, um, dude in the co-main event, uh, Dan Ige. Dan Ige and Damon Jackson's not bad. Um, good to see Rocky Pennington, man. I feel we haven't seen Raquel fight that often. I feel she gets buried on these cards a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I honestly don't remember. I feel she probably fought sometime. She fought not in April, apparently, against Aspen Ladd. Got no memory of that. Not at all. So, um, hell man, she's making fucking peanuts and she has a kid coming. So I hope she gets the win bonus. You know, it's really what I got there. And, um, Umar and Omega Medoff. Just keep watching the rise, huh, boys? 15 or no that, of that team. Uh, let's see if we can get as many guys title shots before the, you know, they all get deported for taking money from a warlord. Um, I remember when Abdul Razak Hassan was going to be a thing. But I don't think he's a thing anymore, Mark, when you're on the prelims of a Apex card with an 11 and 5 yeah, record. Not the position you want to be in, I'm sure. No, and um, Charles, Charles Johnson, Jimmy Flick fight. Um, I'm not saying something Fugazi is definitely happening, for sure. But um, Charles Johnson was a minus uh, 134 favorite, and it went to minus 400 in a day. So, a little fishy. Little fishy, right, Mike? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you can make some sushi with all the fishiness going. Yeah, on, I got, but... I got, I got Charles Johnson as part of a parlay. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> got the super favorite parlay. Um, yeah, not great card. Um, USC probably wishes they had something else to distract the people from all their scumbaggery this past couple of week. Would have been a good weekend to have Francis and go. Francis and show up and knock somebody out, huh? Would have been a good weekend for that. Um, also this weekend, the return of one on prime, um, six headlined by Superbon versus Alazov. I'd be lying if I knew who those two gentlemen are, but I do not think that that is an MMA fight. I believe no, it's a kickboxing match, right? I think it's Muay Thai. I, or, I've heard of Superbon. Superbon. That's kind of cool. The name right there. Um, it's really hard to be mentioned one FC, man. I was so sad with Victoria Lee. Man, I was 18 yeah. years old. That's that's rough. But yeah, this is on Amazon. I'm a big... I actually really enjoy the one on Amazon product. I think my girlfriend, her favorite fight sport to watch at this point is the one product. She really enjoys it. And mm -hmm. uh, Mikey Musamesi is going to be back on their grappling. 
Um, right. And she's going to be listening to this so I can tell my girlfriend Stamp Fairtax is going to fight and probably dance a bunch. So we're a big fan mm-hmm. of that too. Sounds like a pretty good time. I think that the, the, the MMA fight wise, um, the number that the top of the card though is only is a fight between Ong La, Ong La, La and Sang versus Gilbert Galvo, who don't want to cast aspersions of the man, but there's a good reason they're not drug testing him because woo, he's one of those yoked boys man 100 juice not from concentrate right there baby okay <laughs> what's going on with that guy um but i really i really dig the one product um for as long as they can lose money hand over fist and it still exists i will still watch these amazon cards so mm-hmm. um i think we should just do uh stuff we like and sure. go from there um I got to think. So, Mark, you go first. Yeah. So, I mentioned Wait. last week. Okay. We need, we need to duck the fight. I totally forgot about inducting a fight. Uh, we okay. promise we do it every okay. week. Yeah. yeah, yeah I know yeah. Mike has I, one for sure. I'm okay. sure you do too. So, uh, Mike, go ahead. Mike, you go ahead and put yours. All right. Uh, so, my fight um, on January 14th, it'll be the 11th anniversary of this fight. Oh, shoot. Um, Bobby, I think I sent you the fight as I'm talking to Terry you. Uh, fight. No, 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 no. I was, I was going to ask, uh, could you see what um, card that was from? It's from Aldo versus Mendez 1, UFC 142, I think. I'll check, but I'm uh, almost positive UFC 142. You knew that shit off the top of your head. There's a God, stretch where dang. I know them all, and I have a very distinct memory of this fight. I'll talk after you talk about the fight because I have an exact memory of where I was for all this shit. But yeah, 142. Aldo versus well, Mendez. I, well, I had a thought earlier today when I was thinking about, ooh, I wonder what fights to think about this week. And I had like an itch. I had like an itch in the back of my head. Like, wait, like, wasn't it right around this time in January? Like some really big knockout happened. And I did a quick Google search and I saw that January 14th, as I'd mentioned before, um, marks 11 years since the Edson Barbosa Terry Edom fight. And for those of you that don't know what happened in that fight, it wasn't a remarkably, you know, remarkable fight in terms of it wasn't a fight of the night. It definitely got a knockout of the night when we were still giving those out back in uh, 2011. Yeah, 2012, where Edson Barbosa hit Terry Edom with one of the cleanest um, spinning heel kicks and Terry Adam stiffened up um, and fell to the ground as if he just had instant rigor mortis. It was one of the, to this day, one of the most brutal knockouts I have ever seen in UFC history. To this day, (laughs) whenever Edson Barbosa fight, that is the first highlight they show. When they want to put Edson Barbosa as the main event of a fight night, or if they want to put him as what, let's say the third fight on on a on a pay per view card, they show him blasting Terry Edom into not even the shadow realm, into the shadow realms, shadow realm. Um, so that's a fight that, and that's a knockout that for however long the UFC is around will be. It was fight of the night. On- it was a knockout of the night. It was fight of the night. Yeah, I went to it the third wasn't, round. Wait, wait, wait. That wasn't knockout of the night. It was third. Well, 
What, Jose, what the fuck well, would knock out of Jose the Aldo knee Chad Mendez and then dove into the crowd like he was fucking mosh and a mosh. No, pit. no. I think I mean up. I think that's what it was. No, it wasn't. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was knockout of the night and fight of the night. Feel better? Okay. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Dude, I dude that was that. a wild card. Paul Harris tried to rip some dude's leg off also earlier in that night. <laughs> so so it was a normal Saturday yeah. Yeah. for Paul. Harris. What fancy um, problems we had. Whether 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 Paul Harris wasn't gonna let go of a sub was near the biggest issue in MMA for like a month. All right. One of the one of the greatest gifts is still when Paul Harris is just there hulking up. Dude, I remember the, if you guys uh, go back and listen to the podcast. <laughs> actually, there was no podcast, was there? This was two months before the podcast started. We probably would have talked about man, how's Rumble Johnson, R.I.P. gonna show up for a fucking uh, middleweight fight, tw- fucking twenty pounds overweight or something. <laughs> UFC one forty two is a great card, guys. <laughs> But Terry Adam getting getting blasted by Edson Barbosa, definitely a, uh, a fight I like. Yeah, I'm never gonna forget that one, man. I was uh, I was at the I think uh, January 14th, 2012. Let me make sure I get this correct. I'm not conflating things. Um. Yeah, I was at the famous Niners versus Saints playoff game. Um, the one that Alex Smith won at the at the end of the game there. And I remember sitting in traffic for an hour and a half after that game in one row of parking. And Stefan was in one parallel row to me. And both of us running out of gas, both of us running out of fucking like cell phone battery, neither of us with a charger in the car. Wondering if we were gonna make it, <laughs> and I remember like we walked in at the beginning of the pay per view, and that was the opening of the pay per view. And Mark had it up, and like I think we literally like I like maybe five minutes after I got there, Terry Adam got wheel kicked. Um, I'm never gonna forget that one. That I, was I. I think there's a very good chance I didn't watch that fight live because I don't know where I was uh, exactly eleven years ago. But considering it was January 14th, there's a very good chance I was probably hanging out with our friend Sal for, for his birthday. Yeah, probably. Great, great moment right there. Uh, Marcus, do you have one this week or do you have anything you're saving? You're saving for next week? What do you, what's your plan? I'll save for next week. Okay. We're, already a, going yeah, we're good right now. We can do, yeah. um, I apologize, Mark. I cut you off earlier, though. What is your stuff you like? Oh, yeah. No worries there. Um, I mentioned last week. I had slowly got into Warhammer 40k. Um, the obsession just continues. I now own like five novels that I'm starting to read through, um, which wasn't too surprising. I already, you know, before I even got into the the little minifigs, I was already kind of interested in the lore, um, and it was just the thing I needed to spur to, you know, dive in even more so. Um, but probably more to the point that I can actually recommend a couple things I watched this week to other people. Um, and both of them, interesting enough, are claymation movies or stop motion movies. I don't know if they both technically use clay. Um, I'll mention the the obvious one first. Uh, we finally watched the um, Del Toro Pinocchio that's on Netflix. And I really enjoyed it. You know, I'm not like I don't have a lot of nostalgia for the story of Pinocchio. It was definitely not one of my favorite Disney movies. I don't even remember a lot of the beats of the movie necessarily besides like he lies, his nose gets big. He gets swallowed up by a whale. He gets drunk with some kids at some point or something along those is, lines. Is Pinocchio the one with the problematic crows? Ooh, I don't remember. Dumbo. 
Ah, that was okay. Dumbo. Okay, there's some similarities, honestly, in my head too, Mike. Of like those two movies were like it's shocking it's a that Disney character. that Disney's not doing the right thing, huh? <laughs> With Dana yeah. White, oh, go ahead. <laughs> didn't Walt, didn't Walt um, Disney hate the Jews? Uh, yes, uh, I'm not even gonna touch yes. that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, he's his own man. He has his own views. We don't necessarily an anti-Semitic view. Well, go ahead, Mark. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, I thought was really cool. I mean, visually very stunning, right? I think it's it is definitely a film that even if you've seen the animation or know the story, it's worth watching just because it visually is very intriguing. Right. I mean, a lot of the beats are still there, but it is just an interesting movie to watch just on a visual level. Um, and that kind of can go um, said about the next movie uh, I'm going to mention. And this one's probably a lot less known. I did not know about it at all. My brother-in-law, Sean um, had told us about this movie that he wanted to watch it with us. Um, and this one's called mad God. Uh, and this uh, movie is actually created by Phil Tippett, who I guess was like a uh, special effects, you know, person from like the old star Wars movies and RoboCop. And apparently he's been working on this thing since RoboCop 2. So it's been like 30 years in the making and much like Pinocchio, like a visual treat, um, but on a different spectrum. I, I think while Pinocchio, while there are some kind of like darker kind of tones and there's kind of like some moments that I think, you know, kids might find like a little spooky or scary, like Mad God is like gothic horror kind of shit. Like it is like some really dark, depressing, disgusting shit, um, but still visually very intriguing to watch and just kind of like a spectacle it's definitely kind of a movie like i think being on psychedelics or something would make it all the more tantalizing or just like visually just kind of like mind-boggling because it is just one of those movies where i think the plot you can kind of understand what's going on but they go on so many like weird disgusting or just odd or visually like different kind of like subplot kind of stuff it's hard to describe it's definitely something that like if you're in the mood for kind of like a trippy visually interesting stop motion animated movie that took 30 years to make then you'll get some enjoyment out of it i i think where for me it kind of falls apart is like there's not really like much of a story or characters here it's kind of like this one person's quest to kind of accomplish this thing and kind of the journey they go through. It's very, it's a very somber movie too. And it's very, it's very atmospheric and moody and all the, you know, not just the visuals, but like the uh, soundtrack all kind of play into that. So I really did find it intriguing. I, I definitely recommend something you'd watch. Like it's not something that like, I feel like I need to see again and again, but I wouldn't, you know, be surprised, you know, in five years, it's like, you know, I kind of want to watch that again. That was really trippy and weird and just, artistically unique um so yeah mad god pinocchio yeah interesting stuff um i will say that i am still watching jack ryan show um i am on the latter half of season two i might be on the last episode or two of season two um i like a season where the bad guys aren't middle eastern bro right on Oh, you know, Exchange, are they let's get, uh, they're, are they, they're Latinos. It's great. Okay. Oh, okay. We got, you know, we got that shit going on. So, um, it's a South American situation over there. No, it's a good show, man. It's a good show. John Krasinski, despite his unwillingness to hold Dana White's feet to the fire, as Mike requests, is still a pretty decent Jack Ryan. Um, 
in the Jack Ryan power rankings. He's no Harrison Ford, you know, it's at the top there, but I don't even see Chris Pine, but I'm putting him at the bottom. He's no, he's no Chris Pine either. All right. He's, you know, uh, you know what? They only let, you know what? They only, they let all the other guys only make one movie, right? Pine, Affleck, and uh, Alec Baldwin. Just want to say, not sure he's better than any of those three people, actually, but he's also not as good as, uh, as Harrison Ford. It's a good show though, man. I like the I like the intro credits. I think it's a, it's a cool visual there, Mike. You know what I mean? Where they do the, the 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 dog tag and the fucking boats and that whole thing, and it's I think it's well done. I enjoy this type of. I don't know what's what's the word for this. You know, action, fucking is it just action? Whatever. It's just like a thriller, political Thri- thriller, political or thriller, maybe action thriller, maybe something like that. I like the I like the backdrop of government. You know, and politics and stuff with shit like this. You know, it's kind of like Twenty Four with less torture. You know, basically is what we're going with here. Um, but I'm on season two. I know you're on season three. I'm catching up I, slowly. I actually finished season three already. Is what? What is the backdrop of that? Krusha. Hell yeah! Let's go after some commies. <laughs> it makes me think. It makes me think. Like, all right, you guys went. You guys went Middle Eastern people first season. You guys went Latin American dictator second season. Then you went for the big cheese. You went, you know, oh my, that's not the big subplot. cheese. That's not the what? big cheese. You know what the big cheese is for Hollywood. They're not going to touch with a ten foot pole. What they got movies to sell in the country with the with the that's the big cheese, Mike. Think about it. Ooh, China. They ain't doing China. They ain't doing. Ooh. They ain't doing China. Let me tell you, buddy. Whatever agency. Uh, then I get, I, I'll tell you what. They're gonna pick a nice uh, Laotian dictator in uh, season four. Then no, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta stop these pesky rebels. They gotta send Jock Jack Ryan down there to t- stamp down all these freedom fighters in Taiwan and shit. That's what they're gonna send Jack Ryan to do. All right, there's only one. To, there, Taiwan remains a part of China, according to Jack Ryan. That's gonna be season four, right? You, you know, you know who would say something about Dana White hitting his wife, Jack Ryan. Oh, dude, the, the, Mark, Mike's making a joke, but the number of meetings they have in the government in this show where, like, they're going through a course of action that may not be humanitarian or, like, mm. just the right move, you know? And then Jack Ryan has to, under his breath, say something, and they're like, who said that? And then he says, it was me, sir, Jack Ryan. Then he has to school all these fucking old soulless I, I, Republicans I on what's up. Every every other episode. <laughs> when when you said that last week, it's and I all the time. <laughs> and I re- I rewatched season one. Is like, oh shit, they do do that a lot in season one, <laughs> but they don't do that nearly as much as season two or three. But mainly because he's boots on the ground. Out the field. Yeah, he's yeah. boots on the ground there. At that point, he's like an analyst in the first season. Um, you should give this show a shot, Mark. Watch like the first episode. See if you find it, it is interesting. very good. I know it's not normally your <laughs> fair, but I think you might dig it. Just yeah. it's it's entertaining just for the first episode. Or you're like. So Jim's just gonna go throw hands with someone, huh? <laughs> Is it a uh, Hulu? Oh, it's Amazon. Uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't like that. There's no Kathy in season two. Like, isn't Kathy like his wife in uh, the movies? Uh, I don't remember. I all I remember, I don't remember any of the love interests except for an Affleck's one. It wasn't. I think she was a nurse, and I think it was. Um, I forgot the actress's name. She was in. I robot. Um, Bridget Moynihan. Yeah, her. It's her. So, anyway, aka, uh, AKA Tom Brady's baby mama. You always know, bro. Um, I do. 
What is your stuff you like though? Was it season three of that or was it something else? Uh, no, I, I had a feeling you were going to talk about Jack Ryan. So that's not what I was going to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is kind of on the same vein as, uh, Mark's in regards to puppets or mm-hmm. let's say some type of fake child. Um, so this past weekend, I really wanted to go. Well, not really more like I had resigned myself to go watch uh, Avatar way of the water. Um, cause you know, I, I kept hearing good things about it. So I asked mm-hmm. my girlfriend, Hey, let's go watch Avatar. And she went, no, let's go watch that movie with the killer doll. Man. Um, and I groaned under my breath, like, ugh, really? And then I thought, you know what? I've, it's been like three movies or two movies in a row that I've wanted to go see. I will go watch Megan and I will go watch it with a smile because that's what a good boyfriend does. I, I hope and, you liked it because I'm kind of intrigued. And let me tell you something. I went into that movie with no goddamn expectations. And this isn't even a case of going into a movie with no expectations and they just get exceeded. No, that movie was great. That movie nice. was awesome. All right. At one point in the movie, um, Megan starts like she says shit where it's like everyone in the movie theater just starts laughing. And <laughs> I turned to my girlfriend like, wait a second. Um, either they meant to do this and this is a great movie or they're being real serious about this. And they just made a shit movie where it's like they have unintentional laughs. Mm-hmm. And uh, she actually told me, no, like it's categorized as a, co- a horror comedy. And the movie was engaging. Uh, weirdly enough, at one point in the movie, I found myself rooting for the uh, for the killer for the killer robot. Mm hmm. Um, I don't know what that says about myself or what that says about the movie. Lack of integrity. Go ahead. Uh, well, which <laughs> one of us here got the highest score of the MPRE? I'm just saying. Uh, but anyway. I don't know what that is, but okay. <laughs> that's, just a, that's just a little dig for, uh, for Bobby, Sal, and Phil. Because I got the highest score out of all of them. So what that is, Bobby, uh, what that is, uh, Mark, it's uh, the professional ethics exam that lawyers have to take. And there went Mark. Okay. Um, No, sorry, I went to unmute myself (laughs) and I hit the camera. (laughs) Very good, Mike. I mostly, I kept hearing about this movie and I didn't really know what it was about. And then I think I just saw a clip like literally two days ago. I just saw the Megan doll dancing with the girl and I was like, oh, this looks kind of fun. And then I like the concept where you always hear people say like, oh, man, like Hollywood doesn't make any like original movies. It's always just like sequels or reboots. It's like, you know what? Megan's just fucking Chucky. But you don't call it Chucky. It was an extremely engaging movie. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, So I was very happy to go watch it. that I went to go see Megan. Um, I highly recommend you go to watch it. Like, look, all right, it ain't Schindler's List, all right? At the end of the day, it is still a horror movie, right? But it is, I think, a pleasant surprise horror movie because I'm pretty sure you guys see what the movie's about. It's like, come on, there's no way this is going to be any good. Um, it's a fun time. 
And at the end of the day, that's what you go to the movies for. All right. I think that's all we got, guys. I'm just checking to see if uh, any uh, atrocities. Uh, that's very cryptic, right? If any, I'm, just trying, I'm just real quickly making sure if new, any new atrocities haven't been committed to, by members of the UFC roster. There's an interesting article um, in Variety, as we mentioned, about Dana White. And uh, there's a quote from a rival agent that I was going to pull up real quickly uh, in there, which was pretty much that they knew exactly, they, they totally understood why that Ari Emanuel isn't saying anything given the sheer importance of uh, what they mean, what it means to the business. And it's not like they're just mm -hmm. losing a big client is what the thing is, which I don't know what... I don't understand what the what they worry is going to happen here. Do they really think he's holding this whole thing together? Are they that stupid? I don't get it. Don't get it. Um, and he does worry. I think the thing is like they're worried that if he says anything, he'll give fuel to it. Which he might be right. This shit's dying any second now. Um, all right, we'll be back next week where we're going to preview UFC. I don't know. 286? I was going to say 283. Ooh, nope, yeah. not 283. 280 something. Not 283. Oh, it is 283. There you um, go. Where in dual title, honestly, pretty good top three fights. Honestly, pretty good main card. Um, yeah, we're going to have Paul Craig, Johnny Walker, good fight. Jessica Andrade, Lauren Murphy. Fucking Lauren Murphy's so tough. She's going to get beat up here. Um, Gilbert Burns, Neil Magny. Fucking sick fight there. Feel I've read that that fight was going to happen many times, but uh, Davis and Figueroa, Brandon Moreno, unification bout for the flyweight title. But who cares? They're going to do it again probably six months later. Um, and then in the main event for the vacant light heavyweight title, we think maybe depends if the woman beating promoter of the company decides if the fight's boring or not. Um, former champion Glover Teixeira takes on domestic abuse supporter Jamal Hill. And that's for the 205-pound championship. We're going to preview that next week, um, which is going to take place in uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Um, so I'm looking forward to some stupid from some stupid comments mm. about Bolsonaro from half the members of this card. And not even the ones you think. Who am I penciling in for a dumb comment? Which American? Um, Brad Tavares has too much integrity. Wouldn't be Brad Tavares. And a Shogun's retirement fight, too. Maybe we'll talk. Well, you know what? Next sure. week, try to pick a Shogun fight. You know what? I'll try to, I'm going to try to pick a Shogun fight. Let's see if Mike can pick a Shogun. Oh, there's not a lot of good Shogun fights for when Mike's window is. Mike's got slim pickings. Mike's going to pick Shogun fight. getting his ass beat by John Jones while we were in the building. <laughs> Probably. No, or either what? that or uh, Lyoto, him him losing that first Lyoto mm -hmm. fight. Yeah, I, was, well, I mean, I was going to say, I, was, I, already, I, did, I already took Hendo and him. So <laughs> um, we're going to preview that next week. Um, and uh, yeah, let's card this weekend. We'll see if anybody watches. Uh, watch one. Seems like a better time. See y'all next week. I was Dr. Law. That was Kid Present. No, no, there's no Kid Presentable. He's already been broken by this sport. I was Dr. Law. It's Lavender Gooms. DJ Mark. See y'all next week. Probably. There'll be a show. All right? We promise. What it's about, we'll find out. Um, till then, peace out. See ya. I think this
this next uh, Sunday. Thank Any you are watching. What? I, I didn't mention it. The what, Last Sunday? of Us HBO shows on Sunday. I'm I never excited. played the games. I think I'm going to watch it, though, and I feel you guys are yeah, going to become on the show and say, like, they didn't do A, B, C, or D right. But My girlfriend's being very ambitious, thinking she's going to be able to beat the game before Sunday. Jacqueline's Ooh, ambitious, it's... man. you got to respect that. She's got oh, the no, time. It's not that. short. All right, guys. Peace out. See ya. See ya.